Hi there and welcome to Revitalize the Everyday Audio Bible with me, your host, Lily Lincoln. It's a brand new week and we are officially 11 days until one of the most special days of the year, Christmas. Um, and in the run up to Christmas, I know um, family tensions are high um, and it's really important for us to not just endure Christmas, but to enjoy and relatives that you may only see once a year for one reason or another not just enjoying them either but and enjoying them and so as we look at the life of joseph we'll continue to look at the life of joseph but not from the dream perspective from the perspective of forgiveness and so today's message will be about forgiving your assailants let's pray heavenly father you said in your word that if we do not forgive those who have sinned against us you will not forgive us. And so I ask you, Father, my God and my, my, my King and my friend, by the power of Holy Spirit, can you um, continue to work in me to forgive those who have hurt me, but enable people that I've hurt to forgive me and enable those who are listening to do the same? Because walking in forgiveness is walking in love and walking in love is walking in Christ and walking in in God because you said of yourself that you know that you are love and because of what you've done for us help us to extend that grace and mercy and and forgiveness to others have your way in Jesus name amen Genesis 43 the famine got worse and when they had eaten all the food they had brought back from Egypt their father said Go back and get some more food. But Judah said, The man warned us most emphatically, You won't so much as see my face if you don't have your brother with you. If you're ready to release our brother to go with us, we'll go down and get you food. But if you're not ready, we aren't going. What would be the use? The man told us, You won't so much as see my face if you don't have your brother with you. Israel said, Why are you making my life so difficult? Why did you ever tell the man you had another brother? They said the man pressed us hard, asking pointed questions about our family. Is your father alive? Do you have another brother? So he answered his questions. How did we know that he'd say, bring your brother here? Judah pushed his father Israel. Let the boy go. I'll take charge of him. Let us go and be on our way. If we don't get going, we're all going to starve to death. We and you and our children too. I'll take full responsibility for his safety. It's my life on the line for his. And if I don't bring him back safe and sound, I'm the guilty one. I'll take all the blame. If we had gone ahead in the first place, instead of procrastinating like this, we could have been there and back twice over. Their father Israel gave in. If it has to be, it has to be. But do this. Stuff your packs with the finest products from the land you can find and take them to the man as gifts. Some balm and honey, some spices and perfume, some pistachios and almonds, and take plenty of money pay back double what was returned to your sacks that might have been a mistake take your brother and get going and go back to the man and may the strong god give you grace in that man's eyes so that he'll send back your other brother along with benjamin for me nothing's left i've lost everything the men took the gifts double the money and benjamin they lost no time in getting to egypt and meeting joseph and when joseph saw that they had benjamin with them He told his house steward, take these men into the house and make them at home. Butcher an animal and prepare a meal. 
These men are going to eat with me at noon. The steward did what Joseph said and took them inside, but they became anxious when they were brought into Joseph's home, thinking, it's money, it's the money. He thinks we ran off with the money on our first trip down here, and now he's got us where he wants us. He's going to turn us into slaves and confiscate our donkeys. So they went up to Joseph's house. They went up to Joseph's house steward and talked to him in the doorway. They said, listen, master, we came down here another time to buy food. On our way home, the first night out, we opened our bags and found our money at the mouth of the bag, the exact amount we'd paid. We've brought it all back and have plenty more to buy food with. We have no idea who put the money in our bags. The steward said, everything's in order. Don't worry, your God and the God of your father must have given you a bonus. I was paid in full. And with that, he presented Simeon to them. He then took them inside Joseph's house and made them comfortable, gave them water to wash their feet and saw to the feeding of their donkeys. The brothers spread out their gifts as they waited for Joseph to show up at noon. They had been told that they were to have dinner with him. When Joseph got home, they presented him with the gifts they had brought and bowed respectfully before him. Joseph welcomed them and said, And your old father whom you mentioned, how is he? Is he still alive? They said, Yes, your servant, our father is quite well, very much alive. And they again bowed respectfully before him. Then Joseph picked out his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son, and he asked, And is this your youngest brother that you told me about? Then he said to him, God be gracious to you, my son. Deeply moved on seeing his brother and about to burst into tears, Joseph hurried out into another room and had a good cry. Then he washed his face, got a grip on himself and said, let's eat. Joseph was served at his private table, the brothers off by themselves and the Egyptians off by themselves. Egyptians won't eat at the same table with Hebrews, it's repulsive to them. The brothers were seated facing Joseph, arranged in order of their age, from the oldest to the youngest. They looked at one another wide-eyed, wondering what would happen next. When Joseph's brothers, when the brothers' plates were served from Joseph's table, Benjamin's plate came piled high, far more so than his brothers. And so the brothers feasted with Joseph, drinking freely. This is the word of the Lord. So um, I've shared the backstory with you a few times, but today's message um, is about forgiving your assailant. And um, I looked up the word assailant in the dictionary and um, in the pocket Oxford English Dictionary. And the only word there was attacker. And um, I thought, well, that's not really what I mean. But actually it is because an assailant can be someone who has attacked you physically, sexually, emotionally, um, financially, somebody that um, has attacked you and has impacted your mental health. So anybody that has done you wrong can be considered as an attacker. And even though I strongly believe that the enemy works um, with people against us, um, he's the accuser of the beloved of God. That's his only job is to kill, steal and destroy and accuse. Um, So even though we are attacked by human beings, stay with me, even though we are attacked by human beings, the source of evil is the enemy. He just uses different people to um to do things to us i don't believe sickness um and death come from god 
And what I mean by that is I don't think God goes around striking people with sickness because he's, um, he's perfect and he's our father and he loves us. But I do believe that even though the devil does not have the power to be in more place, more than one place at a time, because only God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit are omnipresent, which means only they can be, only God can be everywhere at once. But the devil does not have that power because he's not God. He was created by God. So because the devil can't be in more than one place at once, I believe he does have assailants, okay? Attackers set up all over the world to destroy mankind, in particular, the children of God. So in this particular story, Joseph's assailants were his own family and they were his brothers. And so what I'm going to be talking to you about today is how to forgive an attacker, even if they are your blood relatives. That's incredibly difficult because the Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. The people that you're closest to and you love the most can actually be the people who instigate or initiate or are part of the trauma and hurt in your life. And in this particular story, Joseph was cast into a pit, left for dead and was sold into slavery by his own brothers, not by his church members, not by his work colleagues, not by his in-laws but by his brothers. And so today, what I want to talk to you about is taking some steps, especially in the run up to Christmas and the end of the year, where people suddenly start to feel incredibly righteous. Let's, um, let's be sober and let's not take unforgiveness into the new year. So the, the first thing is identify who your assailants are. It's really hard. It's so hard to do but identify who your assailants are. Joseph had to. Joseph's assailants were his brothers, okay? They they um, insulted him, they spoke down to him, they disrespected him, and then they sold him into slavery, okay? The second thing is, once you've identified who they are, take the list, I don't care if you have one person on that list or a hundred people, take that list to the father. It says that Joseph cried bitterly He went and had a good old cry because of the pain that he carried and felt from about the age of 17. We don't know exactly how old he was, but let's say he was about 17 until the age of 30 when he became the prime minister. So that is give or take about 15 years. He carried this pain, potentially hatred and anger towards his father, towards his brothers. So identify who your assailants are. Take those names to God. And ask God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to help you forgive those people. Now, the reason why it's so important that you forgive people that have hurt you is because we have done far more wrong to God in the presence of God than mankind could ever do to us. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm not excluding murder and rape. I'm, I'm including every possible sin known to man. We have done worse things to God in rebellion, in denying him, Um, in hurting other people, I know for a fact I've done much worse to God and in the presence of God than anybody has ever done to me. But look at the grace of God with Christ on the cross has completely forgiven every single sin I've ever committed, every sin I will ever commit and even the propensity to sin I've been forgiven for. So I have got an obligation because of my position in Christ as a child of God to forgive my own assailants. So number one, Identify your assailants. In Joseph's story, his assailants were his brothers. Number two, 
take that list to God and ask the Lord to help you to forgive them. Now, it may happen all at once and you suddenly feel better. It may take a day by day step. Um, it may be a day by day journey where each day you call on the Father, Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can you help me to forgive such and such a person? Maybe your assailant was a friend. Maybe your assailant was um, a distant relative or a colleague or a spouse or your child. Ask the Lord for power to forgive. It can't be done in human strength. Number three, pray for those people. And as much as it's within your power, be kind to them. Joseph, a human being, not God. Remember we did a parallel with Christ and Joseph. Christ Jesus was fully God and fully man. Joseph was human. His heart was broken. He was separated from his family for 15 years. And now he was in a position to help them. He could have refused to help them. But he is now using his power to do good to those who despised him. It's a tough one. But I sat down this morning to pray for you all who are listening. And I said to God, what, what, what do you require of me? And what should I share today? What should I teach about? And God asked me to be honest and say how difficult it is to forgive people that have hurt you, especially if it's people that you love or people that you know very, very well. I've never been in some of the situations that I've read in the Bible. I've never been in them. But I have experienced incredible heartbreak, illness, loss, grief, trauma, all, 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 every textbook incident that you can think of I've experienced. But if I told you that I was unhappy and I was depressed and I was sad and I was sick right now, I'd be a terrible liar because what I have, what I have in place of all the, the things I've experienced, challenges, illness, hardship, trauma, I have irreplaceable joy and laughter and gladness and a full life and a, a big family I'm surrounded with people that really, really love me and care for me and encourage me and inspire me. And that's instead of the life I had before. And so what I'm trying to say to you is that it absolutely works when you forgive people because then you are no longer held captive by that memory or that, that anger or that hatred. Now, remember what I said to you, Joseph's dreams were accurate. Because look, if we go back to Genesis 43, verse 32 to 34, in the message translation, it says that Joseph was served at his private table. That is Joseph's status. Joseph was treated like a king. He was only um, second in command to Pharaoh. But look at how Hebrews were treated. Hebrews were repulse, repulsive to Egyptians. So his family, his biological family, were in... Um, Oh gosh, they were a marginalized community. They were not respected, they were not revered, and they were not wealthy. But Joseph, as a Hebrew boy, was in a position of authority and was able to use that power to bless his family. So the point I'm making is that Joseph was right all along. In fact, let's let's be let's call it what it is. The Lord was right all along because the Lord is the one that gave Joseph the dreams. And the Lord who enabled you to dream, and I'm talking to you now, my darling, the Lord who enabled you to dream, who gave you the gifts, 
that may have put you in a position of scorn or hatred that that may be um ah hatayada i need to be really careful the things that you have that made you an object of hatred and that could be your looks it could be your status it could be your wealth it could be your figure it could be your um financial status it could be your authority it could be your gifts in this in the spirit whatever it is that um has made people hate you if that is from god that same power that gifted you will also gift you with the grace to forgive your attacker do you see where i'm going with this so the lord is so kind and so good that the gifts he gave you that made you the object of scorn he will also now give you the ability superimpose superimpose upon you the power to forgive your attackers now i'm i'm saying this so candidly like it's easy and i 100% assure you that it is not but let me say something to you and i'm saying this as a as a prophetic word to encourage you that may you also have your plates piled high like benjamin joseph's baby brother and may you also feast and drink freely with your brothers now these brothers can be your biological brothers your spiritual brothers your peers your colleagues but i'm gonna i'm gonna ask and declare over you that you will no longer mourn but that you would walk in victory that your plates will be piled high that you would be able to feast and drink in freedom now i'm not talking about drinking alcohol i'm talking about not drinking from the cup of bitterness anymore but going to any family function any social event with complete freedom no fetters no attachment no unhinged expectations that stops you from socializing with people that you really love now i've struggled with this for years and years and years years and it's not because i wasn't wanted or loved or desired but because of my own personal issues because of my own pain because of my own unforgiveness I found it incredibly difficult to socialize because I was so worried about being hurt being judged being wounded being mistreated or saying something that would offend somebody but may you come unhinged now may you be free in the same way Joseph was free in the same way his brothers were free because in the situation of an assailant and a victim both are bound the assailant is bound by his crime against the person and the victim is bound by the offense but both can be free today in the matchless name of Jesus and as I end I'm going to pray for you father I want to thank you for um setting me free in the power of forgiveness setting me free in the power of love father thank you for giving me the gift of grace to um just to be friendly and to just to be kind to people that may or may not like me to forgive past hurts to um be forgiven for things i've done to walk in freedom and not to be bound emotionally or mentally by um false accusations by um people laughing at my gift or my dreams not to be bound by other people's expectations i'm completely free from that and i ask you holy spirit because you're wonderful and because you never lie that all those who are listening would also be set free 
And that word I declared over them, that their plates would be piled high, that they would be able to eat and drink freely. May it always be so. Lord Jesus, your blood was shed for all of us, the victim and the assailant. So today we release all attackers, all abusers, all haters, all jealous people, anybody that we have been envious of, anybody that we have hated, we release them now because of the blood because of the name of Jesus, that you will not be crucified again. We ask you to forgive us for being unforgiving and help us to be forgiving. Anybody that has um, an offense against us because of what we've done to them, release them too, so that by the time Christmas day arrives, we can enjoy the gift, the gift of the King, the gift of salvation, without guilt because the bible says if your heart does not condemn you then you have the things that you have prayed for because you're confident that the lord will do what you've asked him to do so i pray for hearts to be free today from condemnation and that as we forgiven our loved ones friends colleagues whoever has um attacked us in any way we forgive them We are free in the name of Jesus because of the blood of Calvary. I thank you, Father, because you are patient with us and you have not repaid us for the sin that we have committed. And may we never repay others for what they've done to us. And instead, we bring the blood forward that your name will be glorified and all men would go free. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me me of my sin so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. And um, (laughs) I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. 
and just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye.